people don't want to think too hard about overall market data and historical trends, but they want to put in the address and see what the comps look like and what that property could earn as a well-run vacation rental. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I'm pleased and honored to be introducing you to Trevor McGregor. You recognize his name. He's been on the show multiple times. Just search Trevor McGregor, Joe Fairless, and you'll hear his interviews that I did with him, and he has a lot of value during those interviews. Well, he's had a lot of value in my life. For the last five years, I have hired him to be a consultant to help me with my real estate business and just personal stuff too as a life slash business coach. And he's taken my game to a different level. Before I hired him, I had four single family homes. And oh, by the way, I was also single. Fast forward to today, my company controls over $300 million worth of real estate. And I am happily, happily married. Clearly, results are going to vary, but he has helped me in five years do things that I didn't even have on my radar. So I suggest that you speak to Trevor McGregor if you're looking to take your real estate investing business to the next level. If you've had success and are looking to build on that success, then he's your guy. Go to trevormcgregor.com or coachwithtrevor.com. And you'll be able to apply for a conversation with him, coachwithtrevor.com. We used to do a free consultation. We got too many free consultations, and he actually is pretty full with his consulting program, and he's very conscientious about the value that he adds. He wants to add tremendous value, so he's being very selective with the people who he does work with. So go to coachwithtrevor.com and apply to have a conversation with him. And then you two can decide if it makes sense to work together or not and hire him as a consultant. It has impacted my life in a tremendously positive way. Him and his wife have gone to my wedding. Trevor's been to my conference a couple years. And I know him well. And I suggest that you get to know him as well. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily Real Estate Investing Podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Scott Shatford. How you doing, Scott? Really good, Joe. Good to be here. Well, nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Scott. He is the CEO and founder of Air DNA, an Airbnb data and analytics company specializing in Airbnb intelligence. He utilizes his 15 years of experience as a data analyst to then launch the company and recently launched MarketMinder, a competitive intelligence tool built to empower both beginners and seasoned Airbnb entrepreneurs worldwide with data to make smarter decisions. So with that being said, Scott, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. I spent 10 years in corporate America working in data and analytics, data warehousing, and how do you present data to make it consumable by executives. I was laid off from that job and kind of fell into the Airbnb space and kind of grew a portfolio of Airbnb properties and realized there was really no data out there to help people make decisions on where to invest or how to optimize those properties. So I kind of set out to figure out how to scrape the world of Airbnb, analyze that data and make sense of it to help people target good investment properties and how to price their properties more effectively and how to compare their performance versus their peers. So what are some specific things that you've learned since launching the business that would be helpful for real estate investors? Short of it is that there's a massive opportunity there that still hasn't been tapped. I think there's a huge margin between what 
properties are valued at, both as purchases and as leasing properties, to what they're able to earn on the short-term rental market. A lot of our focus is on how to kind of figure out where those arbitrage opportunities exist and where real estate is undervalued based off of what its earning potential is on Airbnb and other short-term rental platforms. There's lots of specifics in that, obviously, about how to target the right types of properties and what types of properties are undersupplied and what are performing really well. But in general, that is the kind of the thesis of the business is that properties are undervalued based off of their Airbnb potential. For targeting the right types of properties, does that vary based on market? It does. And the market's maturing a bit, right? You know, there's 40,000 properties in New York and 28,000 in LA. So we're used to be able to kind of just throw up any old property pretty much anywhere and you get some demand. You have to be a little bit more thoughtful about it. What is the competition doing? How much competitive supplies in different markets? But also getting down to the property level. When would a property be undervalued as kind of a real investment, like a single family home investment, when is it undervalued as a short-term rental? And just kind of give you some tidbits on that is, what if it's in a bad school district? Short-term rentals don't care about it. What if it's on a busy street? People don't really care about that as a short-term rental. What if you have a train track running through the back of it? People don't really care for a three-night stay. So there's lots of these little components about properties that make them really attractive short-term rental investments, but don't make them really good investments for people that want to live there full-time. Mm, yeah, that's real interesting. It's something that I hadn't heard talked about. And did you go in thinking or knowing those sort of things or based on the data that you scraped, that's some things that you discovered? Stuff that we discovered over time, talking to people that have gone pretty deep into how to analyze properties and markets in the space. And that's definitely some of the ideas that I've come talking to some of my customers over time. For me, the original kind of idea was that hotels are overpriced. There's not enough competition for hotels. And that one-bedroom apartments were undervalued based off of the hotels that were right across the street. So my investment thesis to start off with was, I want to buy everything across the street from the Four Seasons. Mm -hmm. High-end hotels are charging 400 bucks a night. And I'm going to put on a bigger space with a washer and dryer and a balcony and twice the size. And I'm going to price it at half the price. And how can a consumer not say yes to that? Right. So that was kind of the original thesis. So, and a lot of the ways that people are still investing is that, hey, this hotel has 88% occupancy as an ADR of $380, but this nice new high-rise condo complex went up across the street and I can make a lot of money by running it at 300 bucks a night and offering a lot more amenities and space. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer right there. So do you also invest in buy properties across the street from hotels or have your own Airbnb rentals? I had like seven Airbnb rentals in Santa Monica. Ended up getting rid of those properties really to focus on this business. The full-time growing business is doing pretty well. We're about 25 people and trying to add another 25 this year. So uh, I'm totally focused on the data and how to empower other people to make these decisions. And how does your company make money? We sell that MarketMinder report that you mentioned. It's a subscription product. You can buy it for over 30,000 markets around the world. You can subscribe to it for anywhere between 20 and 150 bucks a month. We also sell to corporate America. So we sell to the major hotel chains. We sell to the hedge funds. We sell to DMOs, like these destination marketing organizations and a laundry list of other people that are really interested in how Airbnb is impacting or disrupting traditional lodging and the opportunities that's creating in the real estate space. What else haven't we talked about as it relates to the data that you are uncovering that's relevant to real estate investors should we talk about? 
That's a good question. I think, you know, what a core technology does is really looks at every single Airbnb property and tries to uncover via the activity in the calendar of that property exactly how it's performing, the seasonality of that property, revenue generated, occupancy rates. So we're really just trying to replicate traditional hotel stats for the short-term rental market. One of the tools that we're trying to develop with all that data is really the first automated valuation model for short-term rental properties. So we've titled that the Rentalizer is what we're calling that product. And that's what we see kind of the future of of our business is people don't want to think too hard about overall market data and historical trends, but they want to put in the address and see what the comps look like and what that property could earn as a well-run vacation rental. So that's kind of the direction that we're, we're heading as a business is be able to do that and do that well globally. And what are some trends in certain markets? Because I'm sure you look at different markets. Anything interesting across the U.S. in certain markets or regions that you've noticed? I think the people are starting to get out of the major markets for these investment opportunities. They become saturated. There's a lot of hotel development in these major markets. So what we're seeing is the flat growth in San Francisco, New York, Chicago, New Orleans, like these, these markets that were really, really hot for the last five years. And they're, and they're looking for opportunities in these secondary and tertiary markets where there just aren't a lot of property. So I don't know, maybe like a, a Louisville, Kentucky or, or something of that sort of nature. So people are really trying to figure out, one, is how to get into these kind of smaller markets. And two, I think the trend right now is how to capitalize on the growth in group travel. So this is millennials traveling for a bachelor party, 20 people showing up for whatever sort of event. There's a lot of money to be made on buying four or five bedroom homes in some of these cheaper markets and running them out for a thousand bucks a night on the weekends, this group travel. Mm -hmm. So I think there's been a big transition from trying to replicate hotel supply one bedroom or studio right in the middle of town to really think the new opportunity has been in larger places, larger homes in smaller towns. With the larger homes and smaller towns, maybe not even specific to that, but what type of data points are at the core of what someone should look at when assessing the opportunity for if they should do Airbnb or not? We have a separate product. It's called Investment Explorer. And we think the real basics are is what is the average home cost in a zip code of different sizes versus what the average property is making on Airbnb on average, right? That really simple, basic comparison of what properties cost and then what they're earning on Airbnb is obviously the best place to start. Investment Explorer product allows you to explore different markets in your state or in the country to identify where the, that arbitrage opportunity is the best. Mm-hmm. In terms of other data points, a lot of people use some data points that we don't even have, which is walk score. People really are using Airbnb because the location of hotels isn't great for where they're going. If it's a college graduation or visiting a relative in the hospital, there's a lot of places that don't have hotel supply. And so what a lot of my investors are doing is looking at where are people going <laughs> and is there a lack of hotel supply there? And a lot of these are in suburban areas where there is still demand, but not for like traditional business travelers. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge advantage for Airbnb and Airbnb investors is that your hotels are going to take five years to build something from the ground up and they're not really going to add a, a hotel that's like 30 key hotel and buy a hotel, but an Airbnb host can buy five properties there pretty easily and flip them into lodging supply in three months. So there's a lot more speed to market from the Airbnb investor than a hotel can ever do. What's been 
a major challenge of yours since launching the business? It's such a rapidly changing marketplace. And, you know, we rely on data sources, both that we are kind of scraping from websites and that both that we're getting delivered to us via some third parties. Just the speed in which things are developing just makes it more and more complicated to be able to aggregate and make sense of that information and make sure it's all accurate. Let alone the website's change and Airbnb's doing crazy stuff. And there's a cat mouse game about how we can continue to get all this data at scale. But also there's lots of different API changes and different, just getting data in this sort of manner at this sort of scale, it becomes challenging. And how are you solving that or attempting to solve that? <laughs> Spending more money on more engineers. <laughs> so there's, there's one good thing is that vacation rentals used to be dominated by this very fragmented market where there was like an individual property manager in every little ski town and every little beach town that had their own little kind of the silo of information. Now that the market's dominated by HomeAway, Airbnb, and Booking.com, there's like three major sources you can go to to grab, let's call it 70% of all vacation rental properties around the world. So it's easier today to get a good idea of the full market size of vacation rentals and what they're doing. But the way that we have to get this information Airbnb is not nice enough to ship this data to us on a daily basis. So analyzing, scraping, algorithms, machine learning models, I mean, all that stuff needs to be built to make good sense of that data. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, with your name, AirDNA, and a different company that you help others with, Airbnb, two different companies, no overlap in ownership. So how are you able to have that name? Just help me understand that. I'm just curious. You just think it's too similar to the Airbnb name? Well, yeah, it's good for you because that's a good thing. But I'm just curious if, if you heard from them at all or if that's just bulletproof on, from a legal standpoint. Uh, we think it's pretty bulletproof on a legal standing. We don't do anything that Airbnb does. We don't rent places. If we were trying to rent accommodations on our AirDNA site, you know, there might be an issue since our right. services are complementary and completely different. We don't really think we get into any gray area in terms of our naming. Cool. Yeah. Just curious. So how can the best ever listeners learn more about your company? Where should they go? Our website is obviously our best resource. It's airdna.co, not .com, .co. And we provide a lot of free information there. So search for your city, search for your neighborhood. We cover pretty much every square inch of the world. Some places in Africa are lacking. But we try to cover pretty much everywhere that is Airbnb property. We have data on that area. We also have a great blog. It's a great resource where we throw out a lot of data-driven stories about best places to invest. We have some blogs that have had over a million views that really talk about what is the best investment opportunities at the city level for Airbnb investments. So that's a good place to start. Cool. How come not .com? We're a startup and cheap, and we've been trying to wrangle it from some guy in China, but he's uh, <laughs> not very responsive these days. So Fair enough. We're Fair enough. Well, Scott, thank you for being on the show and sharing your entrepreneurial journey. Also, some tips for some best ever listeners who have properties in a bad school district or on a busy street or next to a train track. Well, look at doing Airbnb and then you can get some data from AirDNA. So thanks, Scott, for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks a lot. If you want to hire the guy who I hire to help me with my real estate investing business, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's coachwithtrevor.com. Landlords, if you're ready to eliminate eviction headaches and double your rental income in the next 30 days, then go to bnbfreedomformula.com forward slash best to learn if short-term rentals are right for you. That's bnb 
freedomformula.com forward slash best.